0: Hello, and welcome to the Rebuilding Relationships Podcast. My name is Carrie Vasquez, and I'm a relationship coach and strategist. But most importantly, I am a Jesus lover. I'm a wife, a mom to five children, and a grandmom. Each week I'm going to be here with a guest or a message for you to help you love yourself deeper, fall in love again, and restore your relationships with God and others. Now let's get started. Hello, hello. I am so excited to have you all here with me today. So here is my introduction to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. I wanted to take some time out to basically tell you a little bit about myself, who I am, and why I am doing this podcast. So for those that don't know me, my name is Carrie Vasquez. I am a relationship coach and strategist, and I absolutely love helping people restore their relationships, um, specifically restoring their marriages and rebuilding them, um, making them stronger than they've ever been before. And the reason I absolutely love this is because I've done it myself and my life has not been the same since. I never imagined that I could be more in love with my husband today than I was back in high school because, of course, when we are in high school and we... uh, think we are in complete love. We can't imagine any feeling stronger than that, right? (laughs) So let me just back up a little bit uh, and tell you a little bit about where, uh, basically where my life started and how I got to where I am today. Um, So growing up, I have a wonderful uh, family unit, very imperfect, but they're absolutely wonderful. My mom and dad have been married now for uh, 40, I think 47 years or going on to 47, something like that. And they have had many ups and downs, but growing up, they basically, they were the best parents they could be. I struggled with my relationship with my mom mostly, um, and today we are, um, we're like besties and we still drive each other crazy, um, and I love it. But growing up, I was, I went through a phase, I should say. I don't want to claim that I was just this rebellious child, but I went through a phase of being very rebellious. And I would, you know, run away. I was uh, just kind of really trying to seek out attention. I struggled with fitting in. Uh, I am Puerto Rican and I look black. So as a child, I really uh, did not feel like I fit in anywhere. I felt rejected from, let's say, the Hispanic girls and boys because I really didn't look like them. But then I felt rejected from the black girls in particular because I didn't act like them. I was still different. So I felt caught somewhere in the middle. And I think um, I struggled with that. I remember my mom telling me at times how I would ask her to buy candy for the kids at school because they didn't like me, and I wanted them to like me. So um, yeah, so I struggled with that growing up. Uh, you know, I was the the one in the family with the curly, curly hair, and you know, I had a sister, or I have a sister who is a year younger than me, uh, and she had the beautiful straight hair or wavy hair. So it was always uh, you know, those types of struggles of feeling ugly and feeling. Uh, Like I wasn't good enough. I think that was my, probably my biggest challenge was not feeling good enough. And that has followed me into my adulthood um, life. But basically, growing up, um, as I had that struggle and I went through my rebellious stage, I made a lot of poor decisions. Therefore, I wasn't a very good friend to many people. So therefore, I didn't have many friends after a certain point uh, because of my poor decision making. (laughs) Um, You know, I was basically any guy who gave me attention, I would cling to, or I would, uh, just basically, Hey, like whatever you say, you know, pretty much, um, I was 14 dating a 21 year old. So that right there says a lot. Um, and that was me in my, um, my search, I guess, to feel loved, to feel significant, to feel like I connected and, um, And I just wanted that attention. So poor decisions, which basically I took straight into um, my adult life. But to back up a little bit, when I turned 15, I kind of, well, between 14 and 15, I started to get my act together. (laughs) And I met my now husband, Carlos. We dated for three years in high school into college. And I was uh as I said earlier, I was in complete love. You know, I thought he was amazing. Uh, he treated me, he was so sweet. He treated me with um, so much love and respect. And we had a great relationship. And uh, when we went off to college, he went off to college first. He's older. And he went off to the Army. Uh, our relationship started to struggle. So after three years, it ended Uh, I was in college. I met my first husband, and we basically, we literally met in August, and we, I dropped out of college by, after the first semester, I moved to Bermuda, or I went to Bermuda the next May, I got pregnant, and we were married uh, by July, so... (laughs) All of that happens within one year, so you can only imagine uh, how that all went. Um, We were married for 10 years, and we had four kids. Uh, And it was just really um, difficult. It was a struggle because I jumped into marriage the first time with with a thought process of, a, I want to get out of my house because things still, you know, I struggled at home at times. And I was just, you know, I think a lot of us will some, you know, sometimes you're still as a teenager, like your number one thing is like, let me drive, let me get out of my house, let me get in, be independent. Um, so I kind of got to this place where I really just wanted to get out of my house. Uh, unfortunately, it led to me making a very a serious decision, which I can't say that I regret. Um, I it taught me a lot. Uh, I have four wonderful children from my first marriage, and I would never take any of that back. Um, so we were married for ten years. Uh, like I said, ten years. Um, it was a lot of. We struggled a lot, and. Uh, I won't speak for his side of the story because that's not fair. But I will say from my side, uh, for 10 years, I tried to be the best wife I could. And after 10 years, I was very frustrated. I was bitter. I was angry. I had a lot of built-up resentment uh, towards my ex-husband, and I ended up cheating on him. And I was then... Very angry with myself because uh, this was something that I had told myself I'd never do, and I found myself uh, doing something that I said I'd never do. (laughs) Uh, So I was really disappointed on so many levels, and in spite of whatever had gone on in our relationship after I messed up, not to say that I was perfect for 10 years, but once I was unfaithful, I felt like I had to give him another Chance, And I had to just try again in spite of whatever he had done or the choices he had made. And so I continued – I stayed in the relationship and continued to try. It was for a very short period of time because um, things just did not go well. So my uh, marriage ended. I was back home now with four kids uh, so you can only imagine how much harder that was uh, to do compared to when I was 18. <laughs> so I was back home with my four kids. I remember putting them to sleep, the four of them on a full-size bed. They were uh, eight, six, one, and two. That that was their ages. Um, I had three girls at the time and one boy. Uh, my son was the baby. And... Um, it was a very difficult time. Uh, and I basically just kind of packed a bag and left. Uh, so my husband and I, Carlos, we reconnected uh, during that time. and again, uh, while I'm so happy that we did, I will say the beginning in terms of we reconnected during a time that I had so much baggage. Uh, I was dealing with just a lot. I was dealing with a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. Still had all this pent up resentment and bitterness and anger, um, and I did not deal with that. I didn't unpack it. I didn't, you know, declutter my life, and I kind of, you know, just jumped right into a relationship uh, without dealing with uh, the issues that I I had and the things that I had to deal with. So. Again, we started with a great honeymoon phase, (laughs) Um, and he was wonderful, Um, and I got pregnant. We got married. I got pregnant, and my daughter came. Our daughter was born at 25 weeks, so aside from my husband was this brave man who uh, married Me with four kids and all this baggage. He handled it pretty well. Um, He still had his challenges with it. And then, on top of all of that, we then had a child who was born at 25 weeks. And for the first three months of her life, it was, you know, it was just touch and go. And then for the next three years, um, I quit my job, stayed home to take care of her, and I homeschooled the kids so that she would have less exposure to the germs and the stuff from the outside world. But then we went on to uh, three years of me staying home and uh, caring for her. She had uh, so many appointments. Um, She had surgery when she was about 18 months or two years old. She had her airway reconstructed, Because she had um, so much damage from being intubated for two months, having the breathing tube in. Uh, So she had her airway reconstructed. So let's just say that that was, I hate to use that as kind of my marker for when I remember things going bad. Because the reality is, we did not have a great start. So that was really where it started. But during this time, then, we just had so many family medical issues. Uh, You know, I had – I went through a period of time where, you know, my mom, my dad, my sister, my – brother, like, they – I had all these family members that were in and out of the hospital. My dad had surgery. He had, like, two heart surgeries. He had brain surgery. And my dad and I, which I didn't, you know, stress in the beginning, but my dad and I are – extremely close, like I adore um, and love my dad so very much. And I won't even get into it too much because I'll just start crying every time I talk about how much I love my dad. Um, and I love my mom too very much, but uh, we just have a special bond. So, um, so yeah, our family was just going through so much. And we just we struggled. Our relationship started to break apart, um, and it was it was it was slowly um, it was just just slowly breaking and being destroyed. Really, we we weren't talking very much. Uh, I remember times that I would try to talk to him about things that I thought or felt, and at that time, my husband was very closed to having like really open communication um, or very close to having communication that kind of didn't go his way. And he will share his part of the story, um, but I know that uh, he's in he's in such – he's in a much better place today, um, so he will agree with me that he had control issues and – he wanted to control, you know, the conversation or how it went and kind of he wanted to have control of his life and he didn't. It was so out of control and that just caused him to really react and respond in a in a very negative way. So we just started to go further and further apart. And I became all that anger, bitterness, frustration, resentment that I had in my first marriage basically came right back. And now I was able to just stack on top of that all the anger, bitterness, resentment that I started having towards my husband, um, that all came back. So you can imagine where I was um, and basically I cheated on my husband. And again that caused a whole bunch of anger and resentment and guilt and bitterness towards me. Uh, Because again, I said I would never do that, right? And here I was again in this same place that I found myself before. Uh, So, and I will say, um, so after the three years of being home, I did go back to work. And this... I went through a period of depression. I was um, really feeling down and struggling just to get out of bed. This is when I stopped homeschooling. I had to get the kids back into school (laughs) because I was just in just such a bad, dark place. Um, And I think a lot of that had to do with me just being on empty. I was constantly um, doing and doing and doing for others and trying to help. Um, other people. And I wasn't really taking any time for myself um, to really, you know, love myself and take care of myself and to process the different things and struggles that I had in life. So that caused um, a lot of my issues. I would drive home some days and really Just imagine a brick wall in front of me that I could drive into going 100 miles per hour. Um, That's just how um, frustrated I was. I felt like uh, so many – my kids were just miserable. It was just constant fighting. Um, And I I wanted to make everybody happy, and I wanted everyone to be happy, and I couldn't do it. So – There were times that I felt like, what's the point in living if everything around me is falling apart and I can't get a hold of it? I can't fix it. I can't help them. Um, And no one's helping me, right? Um, So I packed the kids up again (laughs) and I moved out and my husband and I were separated for a year and a half and I filed for divorce during this time. And I you know, just wanted it all to be over, and uh, I think a lot of that had to do with my own disappointment in in me and who I had become and the decisions, the poor decisions that I had made. so uh, the day before my divorce, our divorce hearing, my husband and I got together now I took out maybe a period of maybe six months before our divorce hearing that I was just praying. I was just like God what is this? <laughs> what's going on with my life? why do I do what I do um, I need to figure this out and I really just I I made a promise to God it was just kind of like God if you can just help me, Figure out my life. I will whatever your will. That's that's what I want. And I guess I didn't mention this early on. I was raised in a Christian home, and you know, I my dad was a pastor for a couple years, and so God has always been uh, number one, very important in my life. Not that I've always treated him as though or had him as number one, um, but just another uh, – that's been another journey for me. But I hit my rock bottom, uh, I would say, a few months before my diver- divorce hearing, and and I just found myself literally just like on my knees and crying and just asking God to help me. And um, during that time, th- during those few months, all I felt was that God was just saying – It's not time. It's your marriage is not over and you need to work it out and you need to face the things and the issues and whatever has gotten you here, you've got to face it. So the day before our divorce hearing, my husband said, how do you feel about this? Are you ready for this? Is this what you really want? And my husband did not want a divorce. Um, and I said, no, I, I told him I didn't have peace about it. Not because I thought it could work, uh, but just as I was hearing God say it wasn't, I, I had to be honest and I said, no, I don't have peace about it. So my husband said, let's have faith and let's try again. So we, now at this point, my husband had been uh, taking a job in South Carolina. So he was driving every two weeks to come visit the kids. And um, so we went through a period where he was now relocating back. Actually, his job uh, laid him off. So within six months, he was relocated or he came back to New Jersey and Uh, just a few months after we decided not to go to our divorce hearing and we decided to work out our marriage, um, I confessed to him because he never knew that I had been with someone else. And now when we were separated, we dated, um, but this was while uh, I was still living in the same home with him. So I had that conversation with him and my husband... Um, obviously was very hurt and broken and upset and probably confused. He'll talk about that um, on the episode where him and I, uh, where I interview him basically. But he took some time. He basically told me I need some time to think and process. And I think it was less than 24 hours, to be honest, because he loves me that much, (laughs) But he took some time to process and think. And I should say more importantly, I know that he took time to pray because during our separation, my husband and I took time out to pray. We were reading. We were trying to do as much personal development and figure out what this thing called love was all about and marriage and blended, you know, families and how to be a better wife, a better father and mother and husband, like we were both on our own just kind of reading and seeking and searching and growing. So he took time out. I know he took that time to pray. And while he was praying, so was I. And he came back and he told me he forgave me. And it would take him some time to really fully be able to trust me, but that He wanted us to move forward um, from this. And that right there was like this pivotal moment for me where his forgiveness for me like shifted me. I had already done so much work, but that forgiveness uh, caused something in me to really like move because it was such a reflection of God's love for me and God's forgiveness to me. And I think it's just that I had spent all my life not forgiving myself for stupid things that I had done. So when I was able to really flat out feel and see and know that someone um, was forgiving me for my dumb decisions, I think it almost gave me um, like a pass or just this... Um, this feeling that, like, hey, like, you know, just the same way he can forgive me. I need to start forgiving me. And this just started me on a whole new journey of, like, um, who I was. I had learned uh, how selfish I was. <laughs> I had a coach who actually told me, you're selfish. And I was kind of taken back because I was like, I'm the least selfish person in the world. I'm always doing for other people. <laughs> but I had come to realize that my doing so many times was doing to see what I could get in return, even if it was just a thank you or or whatever it was, a kind gesture. And not that we shouldn't get something, but the bottom line was that I needed to know and understand and learn what an unconditional love looked like. So I will tell you that today, my husband and I, um, we've been married for 12 years now. Uh, We've been back together, I think it's been four years, three or four years. Um, But we've been more in love um, than ever. Uh, Our relationship is far from perfect. We still get on each other's nerves and drive each other crazy, (laughs) Um, but we are in such a different place. Our communication is so much stronger. Uh, Him and I are able to really talk about things and let it go. I'll give you an example. The other day, we had a disagreement, and right off the top of my head, I can't even think of what it was. Which I think that most of the time we can have arguments and and sometimes we're like, I don't even know what we were arguing about. We were just arguing, which I think is kind of like the, the big sign that tells you uh, maybe it wasn't that serious or even if it was that serious, maybe whatever response or attention you gave it uh, did not um, need to be given, uh, not to the extent that I think we give it many times. So... We had a disagreement, and I said to him, and this is how a lot of our conversations will go now, and I said, I want to share with you how I felt about the way you reacted um, and how you responded to this situation. You know, I didn't agree with this. This is how I felt about it. And I always like to also just start with taking Personal responsibility, myself for my actions, or something, or a response that I could have had that was out of line, or I ask him, you know, did I say or do something that you know hurt you or bothered you, and it's it's such a simple conversation, um, and I'm so grateful that we're in this place because it wasn't like this before. We have simplified our communication, our conversation. Um, so that it's not these long drawn out disagreements for days and days, and and I will say that we talk about deep issues. So I'm not talking about like shallow conversations or or not shallow, but things that aren't serious. You know, we have there's some deep rooted issues that that we are currently even just dealing with uh, with one of our children and. We, uh, so this topic I now remember was about that. So I shared with him how I felt and I said, you know, I'm not mad, I'm not angry. I, I didn't like it and I disagree with how it was dealt with, but I just want you to know where I stand and how I feel and I'm, and, and I'm done. Like I'm leaving it alone. You know, I've, I've released what I felt about the situation. I forgive you. Whether you want to say sorry or not, like I forgive you for your response because I recognize that his response, the same thing with my response, a lot of times our reaction and responses to situations are more about our fear or about how much we love someone. And we fear that they're going to be hurt or we fear that something, you know, bad could happen or that they're making a bad decision. And sometimes we can respond and react in a heavy way. Uh, And it's not so much like in a loving way, right? Sometimes it comes across as negative. So because I know that his response is really in love, even if it doesn't come across that way, I can just... I can really just forgive him and understand where he's coming from and move on and let it go. Uh, Because then at that point, the ball is in his court. And I always say, now it's between you and God, whatever you decide to do with this information. And then the ball's in his court and he has a choice to make. And his choice is going to be either to like, yeah, I am sorry, or I did, I shouldn't have done that. Or no, I stand my ground. I have no regrets about what I did. Like, I'm unapologetic because I know what I did was right. You could be sorry that someone feels the way that they feel. And then, of course, you know, you might have those people that say, well, that's not really a sorry. You're just saying sorry for the way that I feel, but you're not really sorry for what you did. So um, we have to be careful sometimes that we just aren't willing to take personal responsibility one and number two we have to be careful that we're not being so selfish that we just want people to feel how we feel and we disregard their feelings so um, I think when we tell someone oh you're just saying sorry for my feelings but you're not really sorry for the for what you did uh, we just have to be so careful that we're not... Um, just disregarding someone else's feelings and being selfish and thinking of ourselves only. So the conversation ended there and I'm like, I love you. We can move on. And that was done. So I say that to say that, um, again, while we are far from perfect, we have been able to rebuild our relationship and get it to a place that we never thought possible. So I quit my HR job. I was working as an HR manager four years ago, and um, my husband – actually, this was right around the time that we, we got back together, so it has been four years. We got back together, and he wanted me to quit my job and supported me in that, and um, and it was a hard decision because I was an HR manager, I was doing pretty well, and I was going into a business. I didn't quit my job and start my business making what I was making as an HR manager. But my husband supported me and I started this journey as a coach. And I have been helping people, helping couples uh, just rebuild their love life, their relationships, their marriage. Um, I've created workshops and I'm finishing my book right now, which I hope to finish very, very soon called Recreate Your Love. I started this podcast and I have my first conference October 5th, 2019 uh, called uh, Rebuild Your Love uh, Conference. So I'm so excited about that. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is why I'm so passionate about relationships and so passionate about rebuilding marriages in particular. Uh, The divorce rate is way too high, and I want to be the ambassador that brings that divorce rate down tremendously that we just make marriage the new norm, uh, not divorce, not separation, uh, but that marriage would be uh, the place that people uh, find their their security, their love, uh, where they find restoration. Um, and, you know, and I think that Starting with yourself, you know, loving yourself, releasing guilt, forgiving yourself, rebuilding yourself is really where it starts. I think it starts there and in your spiritual relationship, your relationship with God. Um, And then it really flows into the rest of your life. But... Basically, this is who I am and why I'm doing this podcast, how I got here um, in a nutshell. I'm very open, I'm transparent. Um, You know, some people uh, might say, goodness girl, you know, you're just putting all your business out there. And I don't care. I really don't. I am putting all of my business out there. I shouldn't say all of it, but I am putting, (laughs) I'm open. I'm putting a lot out there. And I'm doing it because I feel called to help those that need it. And those that will be changed and transformed, for those marriages that will be rebuilt and restored because of something that they've heard from my story. Um, this is my purpose. This is my calling. And that's why I do what I do. Um, so I hope, uh, as I say, um, I hope that I can serve you on the highest level. Um, and I hope that this podcast. And any other of my um, products or services that I share with you, my hope is that it will transform your life and help you to love in a deeper um, level, uh, deeper than you ever have before. So be blessed and I look forward to having you back here for my first official episode next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. I hope that I have served you on the highest level. And if I have, please be sure to share this episode and give me a great rating on iTunes so that I can continue to serve you and others. For more information about me and my services, head on over to my website, www.passion4visions.com. My heart is always to serve you with much love. Have an amazing week and be sure to head on back next week for another amazing episode. Please understand that anything shared on my show, the Rebuilding Relationships Podcast, is intended to give you tips, tools, and strategies to help you transform your relationships and your life while I am a certified coach I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor so please be sure to seek professional medical advice when you feel necessary take care